This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So now Posey ranges away and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? It's episode 19, Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. And here come the Giants with a record of six games over 500. Um, but, and this is after the Tigers series before the White Sox, I mean, we can't beat around the bush right now, Joe. Like, it's a team with a winning record, but it's disappointing. 100%. It's totally disappointing, and I'm glad that some of the players are finally speaking to it. Alex Wood kind of struck the chord after the game yesterday and said, like, we need to be better. We need, we need, we need to step up, and we need to be stronger. Deflating was the word that I was going to choose in terms of, like, they just feasted on all these low-level teams last year. I mean, we know what the record was against the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, like these lower-tier teams, and they got the Reds on the schedule, and I'm thinking, yeah, let's pounce, and then they don't. And then you get Detroit for a couple of games. Yeah, let's pounce, and then they don't. I mean, they, they didn't lose every one of the games, but these are the ones where, like, you look back at last year and you say to myself, all right, they just kept winning series after series after series after series. And this year, they win a series, and then they take a step back. And then they don't look good, and they split a series, and then they lose the next one. It's just they, they haven't been able to go on a roll here. Sometimes I feel like we overthink it because when you sweep the Dodgers a few weeks ago, um, we know about the Atlanta series. They lost three or four, but my gosh, it was a playoff, a playoff atmosphere and very, very tight uh, competitive baseball games. I don't worry about the Giants showing up against good teams. Therefore, I don't freak out if they're not winning all the games against the bad teams. But it's a fair point. You know, last year their record in many ways was built on the backs of the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. And it's not as dominant of a team no. this year. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But one of the little kind of quirks of it is I think now starting to be challenged. Last year, it worked so well. You know, you had a Lamont Wade and an Austin Slater split a spot. And there were people that said, man, Lamont Wade, he's good. Why are we pinch hitting for him in the fourth inning? But Lamont also had these stats that showed you he's not going to hit against a left-hander. Maybe he'll get that chance someday, but not right now. This year, this is much less defined. 
Jock Peterson is going to be an all-star. He is probably going to be an all-star starter. And his numbers against left-handed pitching are not that bad. Mm -hmm. But the Giants are still doing what they do, which is not surprising. But, for example, he gets pinch hit for in the sixth inning of the game yesterday. You're taking essentially your best hitter out for somebody who's going to come in with a similar average in that situation in Austin Slater. And for fans that are begging for a star, and this is the closest thing we get to it, when you're yanking him out of the game and the numbers don't necessarily back it up, oh, that's a tough thing to pitch to your fans. Well, and, and let's be fair. Like, take a step back. This is not a Giants-exclusive issue. This is a baseball issue. I watched Cody Bellinger win NLCS MVP and then not play in Game 1 and Game 2 for the Dodgers against the Red Sox because the analytics tell you, hey, you know, he doesn't do well against lefties or whatever the justification was in that given moment. So this is not exclusive to the Giants. I guess where I get frustrated, and it reminds me kind of like the housing market in the Bay Area. We've got all this top-tier talent, the superstars, if you will. They play every day. Everybody else, the low-income housing that's out there, okay, everybody else is going to be platooned. But yet there's no middle ground. Like, there's none. I feel like there is just no middle ground. And again, whether we're, we're talking about the second baseman uh, for the Miami Marlins, whose name's of, uh, Jazz Chisholm, um, getting frustrated. He said, it basically, how am I supposed to get better against left-handed hitting uh, pitching when I never face it, right? And he's not the only one. I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way. Jock, in particular, the other day, he's like the only dude who could step into one right now why are we taking him out of the game like i get it that's what the data says but then on the other hand you're going with the gut to keep alex wood in there an extra inning so it's just i'm not like losing my mind i'm just more throwing my hands up like what are we doing well yeah i think that's that's part of it is you want it to be consistent across the board uh even if it frustrates you at times it's got to make sense because if you go off the board and it doesn't work out alex wood gives up a home run then we're going to have questions, and those are fair questions. And more on that in a little bit. But I I want to share this with you with John because I think this is a big part of it. First off, there's something you pointed out earlier in the week, and we we both played it on our shows. Mm -hmm. It was that Peter Goober comment about being an entertainment entity, and and, and that's how you think about your fans. Yes, you're not going to make moves because the fans want you to necessarily, but you never, ever, ever forget that you are an entertainment entity. That's that's who you are. And so, yes, there's winning, but there's also pulling in the consumer and getting them emotionally attached to the outcome and to the stories of your team and your games. Okay, so there's one premise. Here's number two. We've been spending all year saying, who is it on the Giants that connects with anyone? Yeah. How have we – who – give me – who do I want a jersey for? Joe, I had a really – one of the more interesting experiences I've ever had at the ballpark this week. And it was the game that they won over the Tigers, 4-3. to three. Okay. Uh, and that's important to point out because I have not attended a loss let, yet this year. And so I you're, the, you're the guy. You're yeah, undefeated. Yeah. I, when, when we're there. Uh, we need to undefeated. platoon you a little more then. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I took my boys out to the bleachers, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's where Jock is playing out there in left field. And definitely there, there, was, there was a lot of drinking going on around me. So these people had been very, very encouraged. But I'm not going to let anyone tell me anymore that Jock Peterson has not connected with the fans because he has. 
And I don't think this was just my section. Here's what I saw. I saw Jock in between pitches turn and look out to left field after every pitch. Hmm. And he stares at you. He does this. He looks up in the crowd. It's almost like he's looking for somebody to yell his name. And then they do. And then he he gives him this little hang loose thing. And I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. He did it 30 times in, in the game. Really? I saw three people run down to the front of the fence rip their hats off and show their dyed blonde hair that they had done for Jock Peterson. And I'm going, this dude is the happy Gilmore of baseball (laughs) because he's the opposite of Gabe Kapler. Look at the way he's built. Yes. Yes. Right. His hat is like this. It's pretty good. He's got dyed blonde hair. He he looks relatable. He looks like a beer league softball player. Um, He's putting up the numbers. He's playing like an all-star. I know you're wondering how long it's going to take me before I put the hat back. You look like CeCe Sabathia. (laughs) (laughs) So there's something going on there. Yes. And if the platoon says yank jock, the bottom line is this. You are lessening your entertainment product if you do that. And that's fine. I'm there for the win more than anything else. But this dude is connected with fans, and that better matter to the Giants as a business mm. and entertainment entity. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I, I call this the the wife rule, right? So my wife, there's certain people she knows. If I brought up Kelly Oubre Jr. to my wife, she'd be like, who? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? I have no idea. I don't care. You say Draymond? She's like, I love Draymond because it's the antics and the stuff. And she loves the way he plays. She now knows who Jock Peterson is because of Slapgate. That's number one. Then okay. number two, every time he comes to the plate, she goes, he's kind of goofy looking. And she just, she's drawn to that. She loved Panda. She loved Benji Molina. There are certain players that maybe aren't superstars, but that are compelling characters and he fits the mold. Here's the other part. This is the baseball element for me. Cause if the casual, like my wife, if she leans forward when he's hitting that to me means something. Second part is, He's one of the dudes that scares you. Like, I'm a big believer in if I'm in the other dugout and I'm Detroit and you take out Jock Peterson, I'm sorry. I don't care what the splits are right now. I'm going, thank you for taking out Jock right now because he's red hot in terms of what he's done this year. So there's a baseball element and an entertainment element. Yeah, there's no doubt. And by the way, the Giants have been forced to buck the trend um, as far as the platoons a lot. Uh, due to the fact that they've had injuries and they've got to put people in there. Let's go back to the game I attended, first game of the Tiger series. Who was the starting pitcher for the Tigers? The lefty. I know. And Jock Peterson was in left field. I know. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. I guarantee you that wasn't (laughs) the plan to begin with. You you did not acquire him and Mm -hmm. think that's our starting left fielder against left-handers. And what did he do in the first inning? He grounded a double into left field right down the line. Um, it wasn't a great game for him, but it was a good one. Um, he, he, you know, he played fine. He even made a couple of nice plays out in left field. So 
Um, and, and to your point, I love uh, the, the wife rule, by the way. Uh, first off, you're lucky if your girl is noticing Jock Peterson and not Gabe Kapler. Let oh, me just say that for because my girl notices Gabe Kapler. She notices Jock Peterson too, but not in the same way. She's yeah. she's like she's like I don't. I she don't. likes the hefty ones like Draymond because she's always like, "Ooh, is he chubby Draymond or skinny Draymond?" And yeah. when she sees Jock, she goes, "He looks." Like a baseball player. Like, that's what she kept saying. Yeah. And now the Gabe Kapler thing's funny. Skinny legs is what she calls him. Skinny legs. He skinny works legs. out everywhere, but the legs are skinny, especially when he wears the knee-high socks. Hey, your girl's different. Your girl's <laughs> different. She's looking at Gabe Kapler's legs and, and Jock Peterson. Your girl's different because my girl's like, I like Gabe Kapler, and you guys all like Jock Peterson because he looks like all of you look. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> before we get going, I think this is a really interesting topic. Like, one of the things that I've, I've struggled with, we're, we talk about this team every day, you and me, whether it's on this podcast, on the radio at 95.7 The Game. And I think – more than anything, I'm so frustrated because I know this is the other thing. I know reinforcements are like a year away. I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, like, if you're just paying attention to the minor leagues a little bit, and, and most people aren't, but I am. Hunter Bishop's having like the best two weeks that he's had since the Giants acquired him. He's looking healthy. Yes, it's single A. Okay. I understand that. But they're promoting all these pitchers and all these hitters. And it seems like the minor leagues is really starting to bubble right now when the when the talent comes up. No Bart. It's not looking great. No, Elliot Ramos isn't. But all these other guys in the lower levels are starting to make that jump from single to double A, double to triple A. And so I know I'm losing my mind about this guy and that guy at the big league club. I swear, if they could just float here, just float and try to stay above 500, I know the reinforcements are coming, but I'm probably wired different than the casuals. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And and I, I it's why I made the point last week that I did – uh, if there is any, whatever the opposite of a, a silver lining is, the 107 wins last year, it it did mess one thing up. Because if you go back to our conversation with Farhan and he talked about the order of things and that the most important thing is your homegrown core. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to sprinkle in pieces that we think work. And then it's time to pounce with some big money and a big name if if it's available, if that's mm. there for you to go do it. Well, the problem with that is what you just said, the homegrown crew is not ready. No, whatever that core is going to be. I mean, last year you still had the old homegrown crew mm -hmm. Posey and the Brandons this year. You've got kind of the Brandons, <laughs> right? They're hurt and all, yeah. all of this. And they're looking like the old guys that they are. So you're still missing that homegrown core. And in the process of, build the farm system, then get a homegrown core. Then we've got our sprinkle players and then pounce. Whatever that process was going to take in year one of really doing it, the Giants went out and won 107 games. Completely over. I mean, there was no way that that was what yeah. anyone thought was going to happen. And then that changed the way the fans viewed it. And they went, oh, we're here already. Go pounce. Yep. Go get big name. While the team is sitting there going, well, well wait a minute. We don't have any roster spots. We've got to let Evan Longoria retire or whatever first yeah. before we can do all that. Or 
it just becomes a big, messy roster crunch. And there's no doubt. And I, I think that the average Giants fan, the sky is falling. I don't know anybody out there. Why is Tommy LaStella DHing? Look, it drives me nuts, too. But there are some interesting stories in development. The Rodon acquisition, okay? And they've done this. Look, as bad as Alex Wood is, as bad as uh, DiScalfani's been this year, it's infinitely worse than Wood. They have nailed two free agent pitchers in back-to-back years, essentially. Gosman and Rodon. They can find those guys. Now, obviously, you'd like to have a couple of homegrown arms come in, and Logan Webb seems to be one of them. Hopefully, Harrison is one of those guys eventually. But I know this guy can find that top-end good value for a rotation. The back-end, they're just going to pull flyers, and I think health determines a lot of those things. But, like, I know they can piece together the right team. It's just... All of the big pillars of this team aren't here yet because those are the young guys they've been cultivating for the last two years in the minors. And it's just frustrating because I'm impatient. I know most people are. And you see Tommy LaSella batting DH and you see, you know, Donnie Walton at second base. And you're like, what the hell are we doing here? Right, right. It's, it is tough, especially since, uh, as national leaguers. We've never done the DH before. Exactly. We've always watched it in the American League. Oh, it should be someone, David Ortiz, Mark. Yeah, it's usually you know? someone who weighs 265 pounds. Exactly. And is trying to hit the ball 400 feet. And the Giants are sending out someone where they're like, watch how well he protects the plate with two strikes. It's amazing. He watch how well he off. He's incredible. Off. You're like, well, that, that? I know. <laughs> how I exciting. Know. I know. <laughs>